we're we're here, guys. We're alive. <laughs> we're not. I know. We're not it's been here. like it's been like a whirlwind of a month. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't. I just, I came on here and I like dusted off my podcast recording equipment and like saw saw dust bunnies flying off of it and I was like, man, we used to do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it was so long ago. But oh man, that's crazy. Good to see your face again. That's hey, we're good back. To see you, dude. Yeah. Um, it's good to be back. So life events have happened since then. Um, a lot on my side and probably a good bit on yours. So give us, give us a little update of what's going on, what you've been doing, what you've been uh, going on the business side and personal, everything over there. Yeah. So uh, I can't remember. I think, I think everyone knows that I was sick for a podcast, like when we had Lane Norton on. Um, and I just haven't been able to like fully recoup since then. Like I just, I haven't felt a hundred percent. And then I traveled to Chicago for raw nationals uh, about two weeks ago, I guess a week. I don't know. Something like that. And uh, when I got back, I got a sinus virus, literally what the doctor called it. They were like, you're going to have all the attributes of the flu without having the flu. And I was like, awesome. It's great. I'm glad I got my flu shot for this. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, damn, like, so this is just a virus that mimics the flu. And I spent money to get, all right, cool. Awesome. And basically all you can do is sit <laughs> and wait for it to sit and wait for it to leave. Dude, it was, it was rough. I think there were three days where like I'd average like five hours total for the three days of sleep. Oh, just cause like I couldn't, I couldn't fall asleep. Like it was just felt so bad. Um, but that's kind of coming to a close. Uh, today was my first workout, like full workout back. I've been doing like little bits of things, like little pieces of it, but today was the first full workout back and uh, it felt fantastic. So, um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, uh, back. yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on in my life. I mean, I went to, like I said, I went to raw nationals and coached a couple of clients. Uh, did Christina really well. competed too, right? How'd she do? And, yeah. Christina competed. Uh, she didn't do it, what she wanted. She got called for, for depth. I was about to say her squat was controversial, right? Kind of, kind of controversial, but she squatted 303 and got called for depth, but she got called for depth from the front. So one side gave her a white light and then the red was from the front and the side. So it was really awkward because like you can have like a one hip behind the other, but it's really weird to get a, a depth call from the front referee just because like looking straight on at someone is very difficult. Like when essentially their hips are going to disappear, like, right. you know what I mean? Like it, so it's, it's a very, it's a very weird and wonky call, but it, they were like that all week. So it is what it is. Uh, the coolest thing is she stood up with 300 pounds after like having that. She has a crazy like spinal injury history. So, um, this was like a big comeback a for, her. PR for her, right? What was, yeah. So she hit it in a USPA meet, um, like two years ago and then she re-injured her back. So she broke her spine when she was in gymnastics, like when she was younger. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, she's always had like small issues with it. Anyways, she got injured. She came back from it. She hit 300 on the platform. It was okay. freaking awesome. She had a bench PR, um, and she got a deadlift PR. It was a small one, but she got one. Um, so she did really well. And then uh, we had a client uh, play second 
um, in her weight, her, in her respective weight class. Um, and, uh, that was pretty cool to, to, to be able to coach that I had to, had to battle someone, uh, I had to like play a, like I, I made three changes. You can make three changes to your final deadlift. Yeah. I had to, had to make all three because they kept changing. And so we were, battling, we were battling for a second. Yeah. So like we were like the first, the person placed first was like, I'm like, I don't know where they came from. They're like a freak. They were like a hundred kilos above everybody else. Oh yeah. Wasn't even close. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> You're eating your Wheaties for sure. Like, you know, but like second place, that was, that was freaking. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations, Coach and Client, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was really cool. Um, there were a lot of lifters there, and uh, it was just a it was a really really fun time. Chicago was cool. It's very windy. It's a reason why they call it the Windy City. Um, but um, yeah, it was cool. Um, and that's pretty much what's been going on since since I got back. I got sick, recovering from that, and then starting workouts back up and uh, feeling good, dude. And you're you're the one that has all the crazy stuff going on, dude. Yeah, man, I'm a I'm a married man now. Yep. I, um, in case y'all don't know, I got married to uh, Emily on October fourth, so exactly a month away from today recording. Um, married life is great. We spent a week in Hawaii. Um, we of course booked our resort ten minutes from a powerhouse. So we were <laughs> like, no lie, man. Like uh, we were debating which one to book. And the other one was like a 50 minute drive to the powerhouse. And I was like, Emily was like, no, <laughs> I was like, no, um, not that I trained the entire week, but like I, I was going to get like, I think I got four sessions in, in the time we were there or maybe five. Um, and we were there for eight days. I only got four. So, I mean, I was taking like an every other day type of a approach pretty much. And it was nice. Uh, Hawaii is unbelievable um coaching's been picking up so that's been fantastic i just had law win his light heavyweight class so um at the lee haney games so that was a good kind of a good way to kick off the fall for us um yeah nobody's really competing till early spring so it'll be a little bit mostly off season stuff starting preps for a lot of people come right after thanksgiving but um slam working a lot so i'm running a gym up here too so um, every morning, five 30, I'm up, I'm at the gym pretty early running the gym and then kind of doing my clients on breaks and stuff. So, um, or when I get home, so, um, staying busy, my, my training's going pretty well. Um, I'm up from the last time recorded about nine pounds. I can't do math in my head, eight pounds. So I was like two eighteen right there last time I recorded and I'm waking up like two twenty six in the morning. So end of the day, I'm like two thirty, two thirty one. So we're getting there. I'm trying to wake up around that two thirty one mark before December. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the weight dude just blows my mind. Um so dense dude. We're not we're not gonna compete till I like two forty five fasted. So 245, 250, somewhere in there in the off season. So um, we've got some time until I compete. That's, that's good because Emily's starting prep this week, 25 weeks out. Um, and I've got a bunch of other people competing. So it'll be nice to just focus on them. Um, but still training on five days a week. Uh, push, pull, legs, off. And then, well, I changed it. So it's actually pull, legs, push 
off back hamstrings push um, to fit in a third day of arm work in there. And then calories are through the roof. I'm like 700 calories or 700 cars on training days. I'm like 90 fats. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So, eating, so do, do you taper? Eating, so like on your off days, do you have a lower carbohydrate? Yeah. Yeah. So what typically happens is, is off days are like 399 or 395 carbs. Um, and fats go up to like 105, 110. I'd have to look at my Excel sheet to, to tell you exact numbers, but it, that's ballpark around where it is. Um, so it's a considerable calorie cut, essentially. Yeah, it's it's pretty con- it's pretty considerable because protein stays about the same. I actually add in an extra meal on non-training days of like protein fat to make sure that that fat number and that protein number gets a little higher. Um, but my carb portions throughout the day and carb powder during training is the biggest drop too, right? Because I'm consuming like across a session and just powder like 150 grams of carbs. So 50 while I train 100 posts. Um, oh. So, yeah. So a lot of that is there. Buying it in bulk, dude. Jeez. Yeah, dude. That shit gets so expensive. Dude, <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking that. I was like, bro, I don't know I don't know what car powder you use, but car powders I see are expensive, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's working, though. So, like, the biggest thing for me is my body composition on those at eight pounds hasn't overly changed too much. So... Um, I have a tendency to get sloppy just because of my period of um, being fat when I was younger. So I'm comfortable being like at a higher body fat percentage, but we haven't gotten there yet, which is encouraging because that means that like we have more weight to pour it on before we get there. So, um, and I think the biggest thing is so, Cardio in the off season has been kind of auto-regulated for me. So we have like a total amount that I'm putting on my sheet per week. So like five by 30, just on a bike. Um, That's the time limit, right? Yeah, yeah. So 30 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So consistent heart rate is going to be between 130 to 150 beats per minute. Um, So that, you know, like on a bike, it's easy to lull off if you're not paying attention to those kinds of things. So you do use a marker for that. But my thing is, is with me running a gym, I'm not only doing that, but I'm like running all the PTs and I'm training people at the same time. So there's some days where I'm on my feet from like 7 a.m. through until like 6, 7 p.m. With like like maybe an hour of sitting down in between there. I remember um, those days, dude. Oof. So, yeah. So, um, so if 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 I run into days like that, like I will drop on the actual cardio sessions just because I'm making it up an activity, right? So, like I've worked so much this past three weeks getting back from the wedding that I've honestly been doing like three or four sessions a week, um, and and I communicate that like just to be honest, like with the activity being so high for me, my I'd track weight every day and there's like a, I can tell when things are starting to get off. Um, so it's, it's kind of an auto regular cardio thing right now because primary purpose is recovery performance and, you know, progression. So, yeah. um, it's paying off. So I used to ignore these things in the off season, just head down work. Right. Yeah. Um, just cause it was written, but, um, I'm actually making more progress auto-regulating 
decides that, and I don't want to say it's not important because there's a lot of aspects of cardio that's needed for off season, but in the grand scheme of things, like when we're talking, what is the priority? It's going to be calorie intake and recovery alongside performance in the gym. So I'm prioritizing that this year rather than like just checking boxes. Right. It's, it's working a lot better. And, And John and I are working really well at being communicated with that which it's nice to have a a relationship with a coach that's very like throw ideas back and forth more so than just yeah 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 so um so we're good so we've got we're gonna keep pushing weight up for like oh god we're about eight weeks in now so maybe another eight weeks um see if we can't get to 235 which would be nice but um go from there yeah what's your what's your yeah. plan coming back training wise well, food wise everything so i pulled myself out of uh deficit um way to sitting so i don't know if you remember so i like i had gotten up to 220 i'm five five yeah. for those of you listening <laughs> that have never seen me i'm five five <laughs> 220 is like a bowling ball dude like i was just like i like you can't buy clothes and not look fat. Like there's like when you're that short, unless like, like unless you have like the smallest waistline in the world, like craziest taper anyways. Um, but um, I've been waking up around like 198 um, as of current. Uh, so um, all the sickness and stuff has kind of kept me from being able to like push diet and training as hard as I want to. Uh, so for now we just pulled into a maintenance phase. I say we, I just, I pulled myself into a maintenance phase. Um, and we're just going to maintain, we're going to train, we're going to train hard and we're going to allow the training to kind of like dictate things. Um, and we're going to allow activity, um, to kind of rule until, uh, you know, I feel comfortable enough to be able to push my caloric deficit from an intake standpoint. So from an okay. intake standpoint, we are quote unquote at a, at a maintenance phase. And then we're going to slowly bump activity to push myself into a deficit while keeping calories basically the same. So do you not have anybody that you run by a second eye or anything? Is that Christina for you or what? Um, it's, it's actually her coach most of the time. Oh, uh, Brian Miner. We had him. Yeah. yeah. Brian. Yeah. I remember. Brian. So, yeah, Brian's really cool, and he's kind of been like my second hand um, or second pair of eyes, uh, basically just like stating some things. Um, but yeah, man, like I'm excited to to get back to training, and uh, I really like this style of training that I'm doing currently. So uh, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so expand like expand on that. What's what's the style? So essentially, what I'm what I'm chasing is like intent in the exercise, right? So like uh, if it is a chess exercise, understanding that like coming from a powerlifting world, like you're just trying to move weight, dude. It's like a, you know, like you want to have intent so you don't get injured, right? Like you understand, like you need to like tighten up and, and, and make sure, you know, you're, you're doing everything right. But it's a little bit different from like a muscular structure standpoint. So Uh, My biggest things are intent and intensity, meaning uh, difficulty of the actual like execution of the exercise. So not necessarily intensity is like load on the bar, 
but intensity from like how difficult was that actual set. Right. Right. So, so bodybuilding. Yeah. So bodybuilding. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Uh, but the way I'm going about it is essentially I have a, uh, like a percentage that I'm going off of. Let's so a percentage of like a one RM or an estimated one RM depending on the exercise. Um, and that has an RPE backset to it. So say if it's like 60% and then it has like RPE six or RPE seven, right? So somewhere around there and rate of perceived exertion. Like, I don't like that because like people perceive things a little bit differently. Um, but the way I, I do it is based off of the speed of the movement. So instead of saying like, Oh, that felt pretty heavy. That was definitely a seven or like, you know, doing something that's e that's supposed to be easy and it's really difficult and you still say it's a seven and it's not, I go off the speed of the bar. So if the speed of the bar slows down beyond a certain point then I know like I wouldn't actually have that many reps. Now I've been training for a long time, so it's kind of different, but I have a top set. So say if I'm doing bench press, like today I did a push session. Uh, so I had a bench press top set of six reps um, at uh, 200 pounds or an RPE uh, seven was supposed to be the desired for six reps. So mm -hmm. I did my six, it was a seven. And then I have a set rest time and I repeat that top set until it becomes a nine. So basically until I'm like one rep shy of failure. Gotcha. Um, so it's a way of like auto-regulating while keeping intensity high. So like on the days you feel good, you might get like a couple extra sets in whatever. And on the days you feel a little bit worse, it might mean you back the weight off a little bit or you don't back the weight off a little bit, but it might mean you get a little bit less sets. Total sets. Yeah. Right. It's but like the intensity, right. But the intensity, um, of the workout stays the exact same, whether you right. three sets or four yeah. sets. So essentially it's like that for every exercise that I, that I perform. Right. Um, so like so. theoretically, as you get better over time, your volume will build to a point where you don't get better a week. Right. And so yep. it's just basically an auto-regulated version of volume fluctuations up and up and down. Yep. There it is. Yeah. And so, it, yeah. So it allows me to like recover and like, you know, say if I'm like insanely sore or something like that, um, and I'm not able to move that amount of weight for like, I can move it for the six reps. Right. But I might mm -hmm. not be able to move it from multiple sets because I'm fatigued or whatever's going on in life, you know, something like that. I still get the work done. And then maybe the next session when I come back or the next day or something like that, I can actually push it harder. So what I'm doing now is push, pull legs, upper, lower. So cool. there's a, where does the load progressions come in? Like, is there a certain number of sets where you're like, okay, time to, time to move? Or is that with the initial RPE seven? Is that, is that where the... Exactly. Yeah. It's the initial. Oh, okay. so, so the percentage is set, right? At a, at a specific weight. And once like, that's not a seven, like we, we add weight to the bar and go from there. Okay. So essentially gotcha. you're, you're adjusting that top set. So if you feel really good and you're pushing past that percentage, it just you just add weight to the bar and keep that moving different than anything I would typically write. It's, but, it's super but, weird, but for coming back, like I, I think it's clever, right? Cause like, um, you've had a lot of time off and I know you said you've been doing some little things, but like, even you said that the level 
of training hasn't been as high as you typically keep it right so exactly um a good way to kind of phase it now is there a point where you're going to try to transition into more failure based training or is it gonna just kind of take it as it comes it'll pr it'll probably stay auto regulated for a while we'll see we'll have to just see how things progress but um it, as long as i'm i'm progressing both physique wise and you know in the gym i don't see a reason to make a change so essentially i'm not going to make a change unless a change needs to be made right okay that's cool so, so yeah that that's good uh i've kind of so you know i'm pretty much a like a set volume trainer Yep. Right. And I only make changes as needed according to recovery. Um, so like I know during periods of pushing, like I can bring my volume, total volume up. Um, so I, I don't know if you've seen any of my pictures recently, but uh, I like the direction we're heading. So a lot of my volume is being dedicated to upper body so much to the point that I'm training arms three times per week. So biceps three times per week and triceps three times per week. And how are um, you splitting that? So I, I start push, pull, or I start pull, legs, push, right? That's the first three days of the week. Okay. So that pull session has biceps in it, obviously, but I have metabolic tricep work integrated in there. So think like 15s to 25s on just like a regular press down. So high blood volume, not overly breakdown load specific. Um, we do legs and then we come to push and that push session is just tricep work. So you're talking like a lot of load tricep work. So that's second tricep session, one bicep session through the week. Then we come rest day and then back hamstrings and push is next. So I'll actually train biceps back to back there. So I'll train biceps on back and hamstrings, um, which will be the second one and it'll is be... Is that indirectly or directly? So directly, you, directly. So you're directly doing bicep exercises on that back and hamstring day. Right. So okay. that back and hamstring day is two sets though. So it's, well, theoretically it's two sets, but if you, so it's one rest pause set and one double drop set on a preacher curl, okay. right? With load being in that 10 to 15 rep range failure point. So more load based than obviously the double drops a little bit blood volume, but um, mainly load based for the most part. Um, then the next day on push, I'm doing more pretty moderate or more load based tricep work, but there is a blood volume component for both triceps and biceps on there. So okay. that typically looks like a superset. And so like the curls are 15 and 25 and the triceps are more like 10 to 15, but still like, you know, um, it's typically a press down curl combo, but so that's how I'm doing the three times per week because and I'm doing the same thing with shoulders too. So shoulders are three times per week, but Bro. so like my leg volumes rock bottom right now. Like, yeah. like I train legs once a week and then that back hamstring day is one, two, three, four, five sets of hamstrings and two sets of quads. So it's like very, very low for the week. So that's a lot of central nervous system fatigue I'm dropping so I can devote it to that. And so, um, shoulder volume and, and arm volume is pretty high, but I'm recovering. So I'm not too worried about it 
um, it, it seems to be working. And I, I may have misspoke. I said I'm doing the same for shoulders. I'm not doing three days for shoulders. I've just added metabolic work to both ends of my push days. Gotcha. So, so it's it's more total sets per week, but it's not on a third day, right? So, okay. um, a little bit of a misspeak, but to, so that's kind of what we're doing. Um, so your pull, legs, push, back and hamstrings, push, push, push. Okay. Yeah, with off days in between. Right. So, um, yeah, so it's it's nice because my pool sessions are getting a lot of focus because my back double was very weak. So a lot of my movement choices are based around that. Um, so Terry's minor mid trap, um, upper lat rhomboids, things like that. Um, and, and that's, that's a pose that could be dangerous on me because of the way my back lat spread is. So, um, it's nice to have back prioritized for a little bit because my chest has come up to the point where, most of my shots, it's a lot better and to the point where it needs to be. Now we need to just fix the back double and some of the arm stuff because my arms look like T-Rex arms. I don't know about T-Rex arms. but they uh, just, they're, they're not very big, man. I'm one of those but, people that like, I look small in a shirt and then I take my shirt off and yeah. still look small and fluffy in the all season. But <laughs> I, I mean, hey, welcome to the, the natty life, dude. It's like forever small when you're in clothes. And then you take the shirt off and people are like, oh, he's actually kind of jacked. Nah, I, I, I don't look that bad. Like, I, I just, I prefer to wear, I don't wear tank tops. I'm a t-shirt guy just because I'm thick. Dude, I'm like t-shirt, hoodies. <laughs> bro, like, I, I just don't, I, I've, I've never been like that. And like, people, I don't know, man. Like, back in the day, I had to like, wear stringers, like, when I did like my YouTube series for the bodybuilding prep. Oh yeah. I were like stringers the, I and stuff stringers, because, yeah. because people the, like literally if I wore a stringer and like put it in the thumbnail, it got more views. And I was like, this is some stupid shit. Like just cause they're skin chunk. Like, I'm like this is some dumb shit. And I hated it because like, I was like, man, I'm freezing my nipples off out here. Like, yeah, I, that's, like, that's... I would rather be sweating balls in a hoodie. Like, just, like that's just, I don't know, man. That's just how I like to train. Like I want to be drenched when I leave the the gym and not because like it's, it's a, like I, I did work because I'm drenched. It's just like, bro, it's like it's my time to, to sweat. I don't sweat any other time during the day. Like, you know yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why not? And there is, there is, there has been shown some like, restorative benefits to raising body temperature sweating and stuff like that as far as like health goes so um as far as like you know cell proliferation things like that like there's a lot of research behind and this is like extra physiological but saunas stuff like that so um uh, for that kind of stuff so yeah i mean i'm not surprised you feel better right i mean there's a lot of things happening there um but yeah, no, there's nothing better than a leg day wearing a big old baggy shirt and that bitch is soaking top to bottom, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, so. you're you're cruel on leg day, dude. I see I see people on the floor all the time. You're like, hey, oh, yeah. they're two sets. Or I, I think the I think the I think the Shit. biggest difference is is that when people train legs, they think they train to failure, but then they 
have me there and I don't, I don't let them stop until like, I know that there's nothing left in the tank. And I think that's the biggest difference. And then, I mean, I don't kill people with volume. I'm a low volume trainer, right? Like that's everybody knows that it's just my intensity per set. And it's not to toot my own horn. It's just uh, most of these people don't know the difference between their failure and actual failure. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty loud individual. So most of them like listen and stuff. So, (laughs) Like, and I don't I don't even care what weight you use man like that's the thing like I don't expect people to keep up with me or like I don't care if you beat me by 100 pounds or if you behind me 100 pounds like if you put everything into your set like that's what matters to me so yeah. and I kind of give that off too and I, I make sure these people know this before they come train with me because like if there's one thing that'll turn me off from talking to you in a training session it's leaving sets on the uh, reps on the table like with the goal of because you only have so many sets and oh man that'll that'll just be like i'm so passive aggressive yeah. about it too man they'll like rack it they're like breathing hard i'll be like you had two more <laughs> and just like walk off like i'm not trying to be a dick it's just like they're competitors right now like if a gin pop person comes train with me yeah. cool like i'm not gonna say anything but yeah if you're a competitor, man, you tell me you're a competitor. Like, like, be a, you want to be a bodybuilder? Here you go. Be, be a competitor, right? Welcome. Welcome to the ring, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I Should we tell him the story about you being hospitalized after that leg day with me? What? You don't remember that? How you blew the uh, thing on the leg press and you went to the hospital like three days later? I got the message from Christina. It was like you didn't – you blew um, – we had trained legs at 24E. Yeah. And like two or three days later, Christina messaged me saying you went to the hospital because you had like major headaches. Oh yeah. And that you had blown uh or popped something in your head or something like that. Do you not remember this? This was a long time ago. It was a long time. I remember her message. Hold on. I don't remember the event, but yeah, I bet I busted a busted a blood vessel or like popped something. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, and she said you had to go to the hospital for it. I felt so shitty, dude. I was like, I was like, is he okay? Because she messaged me. She's like, my boyfriend went to the hospital because of you. And yeah. I was like, I was like, what? And she told me, and I was like, oh, I felt so shitty to like the next time I saw you, you were fine. And I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have like a a, a quit button. So I just that's my thing. My point being I'm, exactly. I just go, like, dude. You just you just went. I think I was prepping at the time too. So, um, that I remember. I I missed. We did some crazy shit though. You remember the drop yep. set deadlifts? Yeah, that was dumb. That was so stupid. That was so that was dumb, so dude. Dumb. <laughs> that was so stupid. Dude. I look back on some of that training and I wonder why. Like I spin my wheel so hard for a while and like now it's you so know. <laughs> glaringly obvious like. If I would have just taken a step back, like with an objective eye, like, oh my God, but there's yeah. nothing better than learning the hard way. Yeah. And you were, I mean, we were having fun, dude, you know? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just like having fun, except for the fact that you got kicked out of like every gym we went into. Hey, we're, we're not supposed <laughs> to tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, man, it's, uh, it's cool. And I think, you know, what's you know, what's co- cool to me and like hearing you say it, um, earlier is you know the the push pull legs that used to be like a 
I don't like it's it's cool to see the the bodybuilding community on on both sides pick that up because I think for the longest time it was just in the natural community and like everyone yeah. kind of kept the bro split and now I think more and more bodybuilders on both sides are doing that kind of like push pull leg split because they understand yeah. that like you can push or some variation it. of it right and I, exactly. I do see a lot of that and uh to be honest I think that like the re I think there was a reemergence of like dog crap training and people like, you know, Luke Sandow and stuff like that. It's kind of brought that to the for Jordan Peters, you know, even John, like John Jewett, you know, uh, Matt Jansen that have kind of brought that to the forefront. Right. Um, I know for me, when I first made the switch, that was my biggest jump from show to show. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's incredible. Like you just don't like, I, I don't know. It's, it's funny. Like looking back on like all of the training and like the most simplistic thing in the world. It's just like legs, push, pull, day off, legs, push, like, like that rotation is like the almost like super key. Like the first time you switch to it, people are just like, holy gains, Batman. Like what's yeah. going on here? It, it is so simple, but we can make it so complicated. Like me and John will sit there and have text conversations about that. And I remember like after the Olympia, I was in Hawaii and he was texting me about he sent me like his full training program his full split asked me what i thought about it like movement selections and stuff like that and uh because the frequency gets kind of high with with that setup mm -hmm. if you're over a certain training level some of that carryover can kind of be kind of brutal so you have to be careful yeah um and i just like i remember spending hours writing my own training programs when I was younger and like not to say that I don't put effort into my training programs but like I know the I know it so much better like I just like spit it out and it's just like I run with it right and there may be a minor change here or there but um it's so funny like if you just understand the basic core concept it's not that hard to write training programs like I think I think the hardest part of bodybuilding is the nutrition side and the, the supplementation side. No, yeah. I mean, I I love it, but I, like training is so simple. Like recover. If you're not recovering, change something. Train hard. You're gonna get better, right? If you're getting way too much stronger every session, you're probably not training with enough volume. If you're, you know, like if you're taking leaps and bounds, right? Like we shouldn't be adding 20 pounds on a squat week to week, right? Um, or if we're detracting, then maybe we need to pull volume, right? Like it's, it's just like auto, like auto regulation is probably the biggest thing that's been my savior and progressing so much like my, between my last two shows and like where, where we're on track to now, um, understanding that the ins and outs of programming really comes down to that and like understanding where your recovery is. And then like, if you just build your food around that too, so much easier and like so many people try to play chemist in this game well at least on our <laughs> side <laughs> and it's true though dude i i mean i get it like i get the you know like i get the let's let's match up have lives so that, that our peak um systemic values are higher and let's do these kinds of things right like and it's all good for you know running a less total milligram for health issues and stuff and but like, I mean, you can do all that stuff and you can just not progress if you're just not doing the basic things correctly. Like 
I would rather give me someone that runs the most basic supplementations, both chemical and non-chemical, but understands training and nutrition. Give me them 10 times out of 10 because I can like make them a bodybuilder. Right. Yep. I mean, and that's, that's the thing with bodybuilding. Like the, the training aspect is that it's, it really is that easy. And I think, um, you know, like you, you kind of said, the nutrition is the hardest part. And if you, if you talk to anyone in gin pop, like anyone in the general population, when you say you're a bodybuilder, they're like, Oh, I can never diet like that. Nine times out of 10. That's the first thing they say. They don't say I couldn't train like that. Say I could never do the diet. Yeah. It's, and it's because like everyone knows like, dude, like when you're in like the, the business world, like I have a lot of like personal training clients that are like, you know, like high end in the business world. And it's like, yeah. you got a wine and dine clients and stuff like that. Like it's really hard to stay, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to stay on, on your track. diet and on track when you've, when you've literally, if you don't wine and dine this client, you might lose them. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I get it. I get what you yeah. have to do. And you know, so those are the things that like, that kind of separate the two. Like it's very rare that you see a, a, a bodybuilder who's also like insanely successful, like business suit and tie every day going to wine and dining clients. Like, uh, unless it's after the career. Correct. I mean, like, I, yeah, like, yeah. But after the, the career, the mentality translates, but yeah. Yeah. At, yeah after, after, after the, the career, career, they're not a bodybuilder. Right. They, exactly. They just, yeah, they just work out, dude. You know what I mean? Like they're not, going through an insane diet anymore like and it's actually funny you say that we're doing something at the gym with the personal training program where we're integrating like uh a nutrition tracking program with the personal training right and it's where the personal trainer can actually see what the client's doing with their food if they take the time to log it like instead of like you can sync a my fitness pal to it or whatever but it's one yeah. with the gym and it's working so much better like people don't come to us like like, why am I not changing? I'm like, well, if you probably wrote down a week's worth of eating on a piece of paper, you know, now, now I have that data, right? Which is cool. Cause like, I'm not going to tell a, tell a freaking soccer mom that wants the door to eat on a meal plan. Like, I just kind of want to know what you're eating. Let's try to change it. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. It's, but it's so funny. Cause like I, it's, it's, it's always the same thing. And it's just like so different from like the bodybuilding world. It's, it's it just makes me laugh sometimes. Like, like, and not like talking down. Like, just it's just the differences. Like, uh, like even the powerlifters that train at my gym, man. And, and this is not the like, like, I, like I'm I'm helping Jonathan with his nutrition. Dude, yeah, he's looking much better, dude. Yeah, and and like he's like, did you see his squat? He squatted like something like eight thirty for a triple yeah. the other day or something. And it's just so like even a, a a section of fitness that's so close to bodybuilding still doesn't get it right. Like I just I just that's there's so uh, much to learn from both sides, right? Like there's so many training things you could learn from powerlifting. You know, I think I think the biggest thing is just flipping that mentality from like amateur to pro. You know, like yeah. an, an amateur does it when it's convenient, and a pro does it because that that's their livelihood dude you know what i mean like well, you saw like uh larry wheels hired matt jansen yeah i saw you that. Did see that yeah yeah and so like the people at the top invest in that kind of stuff and it's just the difference between you know where you expect to be and or where you want to be and where you are yeah 
A lot of times. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, the sport of bodybuilding is, uh, it's nothing like it, dude. It really isn't. You know? Like, it, it's, it's such a full-encompass sport. And, like, you would think, because powerlifting is, like, you know, because, like, bodybuilding, anyone can do. Literally, anyone can do it. You can get into the sport. Like, you don't have to be a previous athlete. You don't have to have a ton of athletic talent. Like you just have to be able to lift weights and do this guy. Like, I mean, like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not. For those of you not watching, he just did a front double when you said, do this guy. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's not a difficult, like anyone can do it. But at the same time, not everyone can do it because like not everyone's going to be dedicated enough to do it, but like anyone can do it. And the same thing goes for powerlifting. Like literally anyone can do it. And the, the funny thing is that, you know, in bodybuilding, like it's lifting nutrition and people get it. And in powerlifting, it's lifting and that's it. There's no nutrition. It's just yeah. lifting. But, but both, like both are performance based sports that rely on nutrition to fuel the performance. Yeah. Like, like go look at it. Like if you see a bodybuilder, that's hella flat on state, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like your, your nutrition was a little off. On, like you missed your your peak because like you should have had some more carbohydrates in you so you didn't flatten out like that you right. know what i mean and like the same thing for like powerlifter like they go in and like a lot of them do like crazy like water cuts and stuff instead of actually like dieting into their weight class they're just like yeah. let me drop 20 pounds in water like that's that's good you know people die from that right yeah and one of the things that kills me in the powerlifting realm is <laughs> some of these powerlifters that are huge proponents of keto when your sport is like unbelievably dependent on the the ATP creatine phosphate based uh, or the phosphogen system based energy system, like hello, like come on now, like this is basic physiology one hundred and one, like dude, if you just eat steaks, bro, you're fine. Oh my god, it's all you need: steak and bacon, and you're <laughs> those are the only two foods you need. <laughs> What do you mean? I'm like I like I I don't even like the sour patch kids and the donuts while you're training, but at least they're getting it like in the least... right energy category for the most part. Like, like these are educated people like trying to to do these things as a powerlifter, and I'm like, this yeah. defeats every physiological like known human physiological process that we know for one to six second uh, force outputs. Which yeah. how long does a squat take? Hopefully right. not like very a, long. If it's a unless grind. you're grinding, unless you're grinding, <laughs> <laughs> bro. There was a 12 second deadlift at nationals. 12 from the time it left the floor to the time they locked it out took them 12 seconds, and they locked it out and get. I mean, they got it, but like I was like, dude, how? Like, how did you not? Correct die? me if I'm wrong, but they call it if it descends, right? So as long as it yeah, doesn't, it can so stop, what? but it doesn't can't descend. Right, so once the bar moves in one direction, it cannot move in the other direction until it's locked out in, 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 in all lifts. So, like, when you squat, when you go down, like, and you start coming back up, it can't go back down again. Like, same right, thing with right, bench. When you start coming up, you can't go back down again. Like, it can stop, but it can't go down. And it can go down on one side, but if the bar totally moves down. So, like, say you have, for some oh, reason, like, get uneven, and you can lock it out. Right. And the same thing for like bench press, like maybe one arm locks out and then the other, 
So like, that's okay. Mm. Same thing for a deadlift. A lot of times like people, especially the people that pull sumo, it doesn't happen that much in conventional. When people pull sumo because of most of them do like an over under grip, right? The, that one, that underhand hand usually moves to the inside of their thigh. So the bar actually like shifts to the, their left or right, depending on which hand is under, which is weird, but that's usually what happens. And so the bar like tilts to one side because you're it, like the weight is literally over there and it right. happens a lot, but, um, well, some of the power from an over under is the torque that's created. Yeah. So that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. So huh. I should so go kinda, more powerlifting meets. Bro, it's it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting sport, man. It's uh it's crazy. Like there was like there was like a, a teenager at this last one that like pulled seven fifteen and stood up, like literally deadlifted it, stood up with it, and he was like it's too and easy and set it down. And I was like, You're a god, dude. You're like, Are you kidding me? Did you just pull like he weighed like he was seventy four kilos, so hundred and sixty three pounds. Like, right. What? You just pulled seven hundred at as a teenager, like, what do you, what, yeah. dude, what kind of milk do you drink? Like, I want to know. <laughs> Jesus, bro. Like there's some kid. there were some kids there where I was like, bro, what, like in my weight class, like the 83 kilo weight class, like, like my squat used to be somewhat like pretty high end. And now like, that's like people's last warm up before they go out and take their real first attempt on debt on like squats. I'm like, like there were so many people that opened up with like 600 plus squats as 180 pound. And I'm like lifter. What? Like this yeah. is, this is getting crazy. You know what I mean? So it's, it, I, it, I love, it's cool. I love helping powerlifters too. Like just like, cause I, I mostly help powerlifters from the nutrition supplementation right. side typically. And their performance and, just. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool to see like, like I, like, like, cause like I love programming, right? But I will admit that powerlifting programming I haven't done quite as much of, right? Like I, like I just I, I attract bodybuilders typically, so I've had a I've had a powerlifter here or there where I've done their programming, but um, I enjoy doing their nutrition and supplementation because there's so many things you can just kind of like tinker with, and, and especially with like how long meat day can get, like it's 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 kind of it's kind of fun it gets kind of fun when you can control that side if they listen yeah if they, listen. if they listen so. exactly and i mean i think people that that reach out to coaches once they've hit a certain point in their career as a lifter whether that be bodybuilding or powerlifting i think those are the people that that benefit the most from the coaching i think people that are like oh i want to do a show let me get a coach like those people sometimes are kind of like, it's either, it's either hit or miss. You're like, you, they're either like, hell yeah, let's do it. And you'll click really well. Or it's kind of like they, they're, they're in it for like six weeks and then they're just like, man. Yeah. Like that's like Jonathan, man. Like he came to me cause he wants to break 2000 in Gainesville. And, um, like I was like, I was like, yeah, like, like I can help. Let's see what we can do. And like less is, less is a programming like god i'll give it to him so like to get to work with somebody like and less and i conversated a little bit about like when things are going to start happening right just so that i had an understanding of nutritionally where we needed to be um and supplementally um but yeah i'm excited if he breaks 2000 i'm gonna 
fucking flip. I was I was trying to get down there for it because I thought we were going to take a trip to Tampa, but we're not. So uh, if if you're going to see that like everywhere, if he breaks two thousand, it's going to be fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean he's dude. He's he's pretty serious about breaking it, and you know he's serious because like he has a mullet and uh, and the jorts, bro. <laughs> It's a, it's a fireman for you, dude. Uh, I love him to death. It's a fireman for you, but uh, no, man. It's uh, it, it's cool that man. This uh, this podcast experience is is been really neat. And I know this episode's kind of like a little bit of everywhere. It's like Luke and I chatting it up, talking about our training and like where the hell we've been because we haven't been obviously doing this. Um, but I think it's cool sometimes just to have conversations about the sports that you love um even though like we luke and i have completely different mindsets on a, on a couple of different things it's still like like this conversation can still happen and like we can still have fun and like we we both you know right. it's, it's really can, cool guys and 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 it's like i'm looking forward to our next interview and some of the next ones we got lined up but especially our next one um i'll let you break the ice on that one that's 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 all you that's more you on that side yeah so if you guys follow natural bodybuilding i'm sure that you know about the shredded potato himself alberto nunez um so the tilapia thin skin god whatever you want to call him poppy if you want to but uh alberto nunez is going to come on um, if you don't know who he is, go ahead and start looking him up and, and seeing that flowing mane that he has right now. He has some really long hair, by the way. Um, but uh, he's going to come on. He's going to talk. Uh, and we're going to have a really, really good conversation that I think is a pretty good timing because I think a lot of shows are kind of like the, the season's kind of dying down or people are like kind of still tinkering in off season and about to push for their season so it's a, I think it's a really good time to have the conversation that we're gonna have and I'm not gonna spoil that conversation but just know it it is Alberto Nunez it is gonna be a lot of fun and uh man he's wild so I can't wait to see what happens with that yeah and 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 um I'm excited to see where the weeds of the conversation go because like like when you when you discuss some of the things that we want to talk about like some of it can kind of get redundant like it's it's fair but at the same time like it can get very deep so i'm excited to kind of poke and prod and pick and because he's he's a smart individual right and so like that's the kind of people that you know we enjoy to kind of pull more out of um so that'll be a lot of fun yeah Uh, he wore a shirt at nationals like so we were at raw nationals i think we went out to eat and we're at like this nice fancy restaurant and he has this shirt on that says, I love thick women. <laughs> like two C's, I love thick women. And he's just like rocking it, <laughs> bro. And like everyone is just kind of staring at him when he walks in the door. And I was like, I was like, dang, dude. That, that's you know it. what those two, you know what those two C stands for, right? What? Carbs and caffeine. Carbs and caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hot girl summer is over. It's time for thick boy thottom, dude. Thick boy thottom. I know. And Emily's about to, and is like kind of in that first transitionary start of prep. And I'm over here like, hey, babe, I hope you like um, Pudgy Luke because I'm about to like, ma- which by the way, 
just to kind of give you an idea where I'm at. And I know we need to wrap up here, but um, I was giving a fitness assessment the other day at the gym and I was demonstrating a squat and dress pants and not only, yeah, hold on. Not only did I rip the dress pants, but I ripped the underwear that I was wearing under the dress pants. No, dude. I like, and I had like three hours left of work and I, I literally had to waddle around like legs together the rest of the day. <laughs> so, Bro, we are officially in thick, thick boy season. Um, yeah, dude. Luckily, my waist hasn't season, changed, which is odd, but yeah, that happened. So that was like last awesome. week. So like, I'm interested. New wardrobe. We were gonna have to buy a new wardrobe again. So yeah, yeah, that happens, dude. That's that's part of body bodybuilding. That's a cost of of bodybuilding or fitness in general that people don't realize yeah, when they get into it. You don't even want to know what I paid for my suit for the wedding. No, dude, it was ridiculous because I saw that suit and I was like, damn, that thing is <laughs> fitted as hell, bro. <laughs> definitely, he definitely paid some good money for that. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty penny. But best day of my life, so worth it. Yeah, but, and, um, you, and you have to, otherwise you just look fat. Like an idiot. Yeah. I, well, like, because you're so, you're so big, they would get like this big jacket that's made for someone – that's obese yeah. and like you would just look like a big square yeah <laughs> looking so, like a blue to pop tart sitting out there if my face is bad enough man so let's not make the rest of me uh but no it was it was it was fantastic but I, i'm really looking forward to that conversation we got a few other ones kind of in the scheduling right now um i'll kind of leave that at bay until we get those nailed down but yep um expect us to kind of make up some ground with the recording right and um we'll kind of hopefully get back on that every other week release kind of a schedule um once we catch some momentum back but we're back we didn't go anywhere we just you know marriage and hawaii and raw nationals and yeah, life happens like, so. we didn't we didn't get married just, just luke and well, his no, wife no <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to clarify so luke luke got married <laughs> and uh i just got sick so he had like the best time of his life and i was just over here dying dude that's that's basically what happened so but we made it uh, through we're not dead and we're back so yeah and we're um, back so that's the good thing so be on the lookout back to more of the um science-based conversation with the next one. Oh hell um, yeah just kind of wanted to update y'all a little bit hopefully y'all got a little bit from the training training nutrition side but yeah. um you got anything you need to need to put out there before we wrap things up no, man, I'm just excited about the Berto conversation, man. Yeah, yeah. So get, get that schedule nailed down and kind of get it recorded. I'm excited. Yep. It could turn into a long one, so we need to. Uh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good, dude. Like, I think yeah. we'll, we're going to ask some questions that, that I think need to be answered for the community, um, both on both sides of things. So I, I, that's, the, that's the fun part of this and, podcast. Dude. And discuss it, like, people that you don't think deal with this deal with this so 100 um, percent. yeah so it'll be good but i don't really got much um training eating you know coaching that's basically everything i'm doing um we are working on that education site to get it. we had some issues with the the website format but next month within the next month it's coming um, so we are up and rolling with that very soon. So that's through John. So John Jewett, my coach, um, I'm kind of the main contributor for that. Um, 
or one of the major contributors behind John, right, as a client of his. So um, you'll be seeing a lot of my content posted through there, um, but just pay attention to my social media page and you'll get all the information you'll need from that. It's good stuff, man. All right, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in. We appreciate all the support. The views have been insane. Like I've been checking the views or listens, I guess. I want to say views. Been 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 looking at it, and you guys are just blowing it up. Like, uh, I can't I can't begin to tell you. Like, we're only a couple episodes deep, and we have like hundreds of views on each episode. And I'm like, why? Why do you listen to us? Like, <laughs> you know, like why, dude? But, uh, but anyways, don't super. forget the reviews five star please yep. please comment below and um please. give us fives you know that two star shit um but other than that peace out yep you'll be good